0: section 11 of sermons on several occasions third through fifth series this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by lawrence trask mount vernon ohio interface audio dot com sermons on several occasions third through fifth series by john wesley Sermon 119, On Worldly Folly But God said unto him, Thou fool. Luke 12.20 But one of these fools is commonly wiser in his own eyes than seven men that can render a reason. If it were possible for a Christian, for one that has the mind which was in Christ, to despise anyone, he would cordially despise those who suppose they are the men and wisdom shall die with them you may see one of these painted to the life in the verses preceding the text the ground of a certain rich man says our blessed lord brought forth plenteously luke twelve sixteen and he reasoned within himself saying what shall i do for i have no room where to bestow my fruits and he said this will do i will pull down my barns and build greater and there i will bestow all my fruits and my goods and i will say to my soul soul thou hast much goods laid up for many years take thy ease eat drink and be merry but god said unto him thou fool i propose by the assistance of god one to open and explain these few full words and two to apply them to your conscience one to open and explain them a little before our lord had been giving a solemn caution to one who spoke to him about dividing his inheritance beware of covetousness for the life of a man that is the happiness of it does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesseth to prove and illustrate this weighty truth our lord relates this remarkable story it is not improbable it was one that had lately occurred and that was fresh in the memory of some that were present the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plenteously The riches of the ancients consisted chiefly in the fruits of the earth and he said within himself What shall I do the very language of want and distress the voice of one that is afflicted and groaning under his burden? What shalt thou do? Why are not those at the door whom God hath appointed to receive what thou canst spare? What shalt thou do? Why dispense abroad and give to the poor feed the hungry clothe the naked be a father to the fatherless and a husband to the widow freely thou hast received freely give oh no he is wiser than this comes to he knows better than so and he said this will I do without asking God's leave or thinking about him any more than if there were no God in heaven or on earth i will pull down my barns and build greater and there will i bestow all my goods and all my fruits my fruits they are as much thine as the clouds that fly over thy head as much as the winds that blow around thee which doubtless thou canst hold in thy fists and i will say to my soul soul thou hast much goods laid up for many years soul thou hast much goods are then corn and wine and oil the goods of an immortal spirit? Laid up for many years? Who told thee so? Believe him not. He was a liar from the beginning. He could not prolong thy life. If he would, God alone is the giver of life and death. And he would not, if he could, but would immediately drag thee down to his own sad abode. Soul, take thy ease. Eat, drink, and be merry how replete with folly and madness is every part of this wonderful soliloquy eat and drink will thy spirit then eat and drink yea but not of earthly food thou wilt soon eat livid flame and drink of the lake of fire burning with brimstone but wilt thou then drink and be merry nay there will be no mirth in those horrid shades those caverns will resound with no music but weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. But while he was applauding his own wisdom, God said unto him, Thou fool, this night shall thy soul be required of thee, and then who shall those things be which thou hast prepared? Let us consider his words a little more attentively. He said within himself, What shall I do? And is not the answer ready? Do good. Do all the good thou canst, let thy plenty supply thy neighbors wants and thou wilt never want something to do Canst thou find none that need the necessities of life that are pinched with cold or hunger None that have not raiment to put on or a place where to lay their head none that are wasted with pining sickness None that are languishing in prison if you duly considered our Lord's words the poor have you always with you You would no more ask what shall I do? How different was the purpose of this poor madman? I will pull down my barns and build greater and there I will bestow all my goods You may just as well bury them in the earth or cast them into the sea This will just as well answer the end for which God entrusted thee with them But let us examine a little farther the remaining part of his resolution i will say to my soul soul thou hast much goods laid up for many years take thy ease eat drink and be merry what are these the goods of a never-dying spirit as well may thy body feed on the fleeting breeze as thy soul on earthly fruits excellent counsel then to such a spirit to eat and drink to a spirit made equal to angels made an incorruptible picture of the god of glory to feed not on corruptible things but on the fruit of the tree of life which grows in the midst of the paradise of god it is no marvel then that god should say unto him thou fool for this terrible reason were there no other this night shall thy soul be required of thee and art thou born to die to lay this body down and must thy trembling spirit fly into a land unknown a land of deepest shade unpierced by human thought the dreary regions of the dead where all things are forgot and whose then shall all the things be which thou hast provided two the second thing which i proposed was to apply these considerations which it is certain are some of the most important that can enter into the heart of man in one sense indeed they have been applied already for what has been said has been all application but i wish every one who reads or hears these words directly to apply them to his own soul does it not concern every one that hears the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully to inquire was this ever the case with me have i now or have i ever heretofore had more worldly goods given than i wanted and what were my thoughts upon the occasion did I say in my heart what shall I do was I distressed by my abundance Did I think I have much goods laid up for many years many years? What is thy life if protracted to its utmost span is it not a vapor that just appeareth and vanisheth away? Say not then I will pull down my barns, but say to God in the secret of thy heart Lord save or I perish see my riches increase let me not set my heart upon them thou seest i stand upon slippery ground do thou undertake for me uphold me saviour or i fall or reach me forth thy gracious hand only for help on thee i call only by faith in thee i stand see lord how greatly my substance increases nothing less than thy almighty power can prevent my setting my heart upon it and being crushed lower than the grave i ask thee o lord what shall i do first of all endeavour to be deeply sensible of thy danger and make it matter of earnest and constant prayer that thou mayest never lose that sense of it pray that thou mayest always feel thyself standing on the brink of a precipice meantime let the language of thy heart be having more means i will do more good by the grace of god than ever i did before all the additional goods which it hath pleased god to put into my hands i am resolved to lay out with all diligence in additional works of mercy and hereby shall i lay up for myself a sure foundation that i may attain eternal life Thou no longer talkest of thy goods or thy fruits knowing they are not thine but God's The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof He is the proprietor of heaven and earth. He cannot divest himself of his glory He must be the Lord the possessor of all that is Only he hath left a portion of his goods in thy hands for such uses as he has specified how long he will be pleased to lodge them with thee thou dost not yet know perhaps only till to-morrow or to-night therefore talk not think not of many years knowest thou not that thou art a creature of a day that is crushed before the moth that the breath which is in thy nostrils may be taken away at a moment's warning that it may be resumed by him that gave it at a time thou thinkest not of it how knowest thou but the next time thou liest down on thy bed thou mayest hear this night shall thy soul be required of thee is not thy life as unstable as a cloud fluctuating as a bubble on the water it fleeth as it were a shadow and never continueth in one stay many years who is sure of one day and is it not an instance both of the wisdom and goodness of god that he holds thy breath in his own hand and deals it out from moment to moment that thou mayest always remember to live each day as if it were the last and after the few days thou shalt have spent under the sun how soon it will be said a heap of dust is all remains of thee tis all thou art and all the proud shall be consider again the exquisite folly of that saying soul thou hast much goods are then the products of the earth food for a heaven-born spirit is there any composition of earth and water yea though air and fire be added thereto which can feed those beings of a higher order what similitude is there between those ethereal spirits and these base-born clods of earth Examine the rest of this wise soliloquy, and see how it will apply to yourself. Soul, take thy ease. O vain hope, can ease to a spirit spring out of the ground? Suppose the soil were ever so improved, can it yield such a harvest? Eat, drink, and be merry? What, can thy soul eat and drink? Yea, manna such as angels eat, pure delights for spirits fit. But these do not grow on earthly ground they are only found in the paradise of god but suppose the voice which commands life and death pronounce this night thy soul shall be required of thee then whose are all those things thou hast provided alas they are not thine thou hast no longer any part or lot in any of the things that are under the sun thou hast then no more share in any of these things of earth than if the earth and the works of it were burnt up naked thou camest out of thy mother's womb and naked shalt thou return thou hast heaped up many things but for what end to leave them all behind thee poor shade thou art now stripped of all not even hope is left observe the remark which our lord has left upon the whole occurrence so is every one who layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward god such a fool such an egregious madman as it is beyond the power of language to express however wise he may be in his own eyes and perhaps in those of his neighbour he is in reality the greatest fool under heaven who heapeth up things from which he must soon be separated for ever and whoever is seeking happiness in the things that perish is laying up treasure for himself. This is absolutely inconsistent with being rich, or rather growing toward God. With obeying that scriptural command, my son give me thy heart. He who is child of God can truly say all my riches are above, all my treasure is thy love. He can testify all my desire is unto thee and to the remembrance of thy name. Let every one who readeth these words narrowly search his own heart where hast thou laid up thy treasure hitherto where art thou laying it up now art thou labouring to be rich toward god or to lay up earthly goods which takes up the greater part of thy thoughts thou that art careful for outward things diligent in doing good and exact in outward duties beware of covetousness of decent honourable love of money and of a desire to lay up treasures on earth lay up treasures in heaven a few days hence thou wilt step into a land of darkness where earthly fruits will be of no avail where thou wilt not be capable of eating and drinking or gratifying any of the senses what benefit wilt thou then receive from all thou hast laid up in this world what satisfaction in all which thou hast treasured up all thou hast left behind thee left behind thee what couldst thou then take nothing with thee into the everlasting habitations nay then lay up treasure before thou go hence which fadeth not away preached at balham february nineteenth seventeen ninety end of section eleven recording by lawrence trask mount vernon ohio interface audio dot com